Best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Hey there, guys and gals, geeks and gamers. You're listening to the Nerd of Godcast, that place on the Venn diagram of life where Christ culture and nerd culture come together for sweet, sweet two-player co-op. Hello, 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 and welcome to a very special Christmas episode of your Nerd of Godcast. That place where Christ culture and nerd culture come together with the uh, the hot chocolate and cheese going door to door to their Puerto Rican pueblos singing tuki 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 tu and uh, and celebrating Feliz Navidad just like you want to do it. My name is Tony T, and for the next few minutes, we're going to be talking about all the things that make us geek out and give glory to God, but I'm not going to be doing it by myself because sitting here at the table all of my little reindeer are with Ooh, me today Include- i don't know what sound a reindeer makes i was literally just thinking that. I think like, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> that's a seal no a seal goes oh all my fun little fellows my my elves in the workshop building toys for all the good gentile girls and boys starting on my left with the king out of the mountain the raging cage of the very best to be the very worst he is steve-o supremo Merry Christmas, everybody. And a Merry Christmas to you. He is often imitated, never successfully duplicated, not even under the most pristine laboratory conditions. Would you please welcome Quentin Gregory Neff? Happy Christmas, everybody. And a happy Christmas to you, Michael Kane. <laughs> Michael Kane. Michael Kane from Timu. <laughs> He's going to give you a present the size of a tangerine. <laughs> and it'll arrive in five to six months. <laughs> and Neff one time. Got me a Christmas present that he gave me a year later. Like he's like, I got you a Christmas present. I'm waiting for one thing to get here, and a year later he gave me that. Present. You know, that's the be- the best part is that there's always another Christmas coming, so yeah. it's all good. <laughs> but he gave it to me after the next. Take Christmas. your time on the shipping. Uh, Wish.com. There is no hurry at all. She is uh, salty, sweet, and conveniently pocket sized. Your window to the magic, Jackie freaking Wilson. Hey, how to hey? Yeah, girl. Uh, she is sometimes sassy, always classy from the Island of Enchantment. It's lovely lady, Lee Smotty. Me, that's my name. Me, that's my name. <laughs> <laughs> My name, that's me. Yep. He is the nicest guy you're ever going to want to meet until you're on the wrong side of a PvP match with them. Wagwan Mirasta, it's Jamaican Ollie. Still can't wrap my head around that chocolate and cheese thing. Uh, chocolate and cheese. Listen, do delicious. you like chocolate? Not really. Oh, well, then we're. <laughs> Oller, then you're you just, just get a conversation over. You get to part of this. Conversation no over. Do you like cheese? Yes. I, I okay. Heard. Well, then you take the cheese. Give me your chocolate. We're gonna have a merry Christmas. It's Fine. gonna be fantastic. I had That'll somebody told Stephen. Can you stop talking so I can just introduce everybody? <laughs> Sorry, Stephen. Every third person. I've got a story tonight, and it's gonna be like that. Welcome. To, this is gonna be the episode that we're not gonna finish until next Christmas, and it's good because that's when your Christmas presents come in. Next <laughs> she is uh, something or other. I don't even know. The mistress of all thirty-one. What's up, MegaCon? Liz. Come on, wow. Merry Christmas. 
That was adorable. And uh, over here, she is uh, just a powerhouse, a firecracker, and she's always shooting like a good cannon should. It's Charlotte, the intern. <laughs> Hi, friends. Charlotte, I, I was so you. hoping that you were going to say Nick Sadler. <laughs> <laughs> A spicy intro for Nick. And he's awful cute and smart to boot. Pushing all the buttons to keep this bucket of bolts flying. Santa's favorite elf, Nicholas Wainwright Sadler. Hello. There he is. Thought you were about to introduce his son. <laughs> and uh, of course, uh, our very favorite person that's part of this conversation is you. And the best way that you can be a part of the conversation is to join us all across the social medias. Tell them how they can do it, Christian Zadik. Wherever there's people online who love Jesus and nerdy stuff, the Nerd of Godcast is there. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, X, Threads, TikTok, and YouTube at Nerd of Godcast. Become a supporter of this ministry at patreon.com slash nerdofgodcast. You can also subscribe to our daily nerd devos on your favorite podcast app or on Alexa. Finally, join our online small group, The Nerd of God Squad, on Facebook by going to nogsquad.com. The Nerd of God Squad. Share some memes and live your dreams. I am uh, responding to our Nerd of Godcast crew chat on uh, GroupMe, and uh, I posted on there what time, like, our, our call time was tonight, and Julia just liked it. So allow me to respond right here on the air. Julia, don't respond. You're not part of this. <laughs> no. You're not part of this. Merry Christmas. Uh, hey, we will, we want to acknowledge somebody today, a Christmas miracle, if you will. Tonight, we should not be recording, and we could not be recording without Nick Sadler's help. And Nick Sadler is only here because of the grace and mercy of his wife and our former crew member, Jessica Terror, one half of the Nerd of God twins. Jessica. And it is Jessica Terror's 30th birthday today. <laughs> and she has gracefully allowed her husband to come here and make us sound good, push all the buttons that keep this bucket of bolts flying instead of bringing her cake and bonbons and coffees and toffees and all the things that she desires Aww. and deserves. So uh, thank you to Nick Sadler's baby mama for letting us have <laughs> our show tonight. <laughs> Jessica, we salute you. So We're so salute. Salute. We can't see it. Let's happy call her and tell her happy birthday. Let's not. Okay. Um, she would hate that. Please don't. All right. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this he's is, gonna, gonna, this like, is already going to end bad for me. Don't make that, it worse. No, that and the fact that she's probably putting my son down to spit. Oh, oh, okay. oh, yeah, it is bedtime. That's fair. Yes. That's fair. That's fair. Choke slamming him. Well, aside from <laughs> no, aside from what wrestling move Jessica's using to put Baby Sadler down, uh, I have a quick question for you guys tonight. It's if we were character from a movie or a video game, a famous flying he's from somewhere deep in space. It's time to find out from the his and hers. We're gonna play a game called If We Were. On If We Were, we answer the question who we would be if we were a character or an item or a game or whatever we were. And tonight, because it's a Christmas episode, ho ho ho, oh, oh. we are going. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody the, bark. The Christmas werewolf is here. <laughs> Watch out. He's going to bite you in your mistletoe. Um, is that Shrek? Uh -oh. Not the gumdrop buttons. <laughs> we're um, we're going to be answering the question, who would we be if we were a classic Christmas character? Now, that just I mean, I need a biblical Christmas character. It's like, I want to be wise man number two. Uh, <laughs> I want to be tree. I'm co-holder number three. <laughs> uh, if you were a classic Christmas character from a TV special or from a Christmas movie or something along those lines, who would you be? Be. Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. I wonder where this question goes. Neff, if you were 
favorite Christmas character, what Christmas character would you be, my friend? I think I'd be either. Uh... No, 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 no. You got to pick one. <laughs> There's no, There's no either. either. There's, There's no either. The same exact what do you coin. think you no are? No either. Go Is ahead. The... I'd be Jingle from the year without a Santa Claus. <laughs> or. <laughs> Jangle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were going to play the Tweedledum Tweedledee card. All right. Oh, yeah. That's fair. Why? Why? For those that have never seen A Year Without a Santa Claus. Because it's my favorite movie. One of, like, on one side, they're very dumb and, uh, you know, they can make dumb decisions. Uh-huh. On the other side, one of them makes really smart decisions, and he's very sarcastic. So all right. All right. So I it's, think I'm a mixture of the, of the two of those. Sort of like the emotional intelligence, uh, Hardy Dent. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Very good. All right. Jingle Jangle. Very, very cool. Uh, Liz, if you were a Christmas character, who would you be? So I have a question. Does it have to be a, like the main character or no, someone part of the movie? Anybody. I would be Martha May from The Grinch. Oh, <laughs> Martha May. I was just watching that before I left. She's so oh, sassy Martha. and she's just oh, so Christmas. like, <laughs> she's so sassy and so like out there. I just love her. I is love her vibe. Like the, the like the Gatlin gun Christmas light. Yes, that is her. Martha May, who <laughs> VA has the best lights. There was a crush Hi. on The Grinch. That's ridiculous. <laughs> there was also one time when Liz was in school where a, a little boy threw a Christmas tree across the room because he was in love with her. The yeah. That's true the story. How did... Were you in my school? <laughs> Jackie, who would you be if you were a Christmas character? All right. Um, so I really love The Guardians, which I count as a Christmas movie because it's got Santa Claus in it. Wait, wait. The Guardians? Like Christmas from DreamWorks? Special? Okay, gotcha. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With oh, definitely All, all of the different movie. holiday characters. Yes, definitely yes. Christmas I would movie. be the Tooth Fairy. Okay, so oh, yes, you are would. a Christmas character adjacent. Yes. Okay. The Tooth Fairy was also in Santa Claus. Steven, stop yes. commenting on every single thing. <laughs> it's 12 we, stories. We are not going to be able to make it around this circle all night for the speed bump that is Steven Salisbury. Okay, I just will. I'll turn the mic off. <laughs> right. No. Uh, it's a Christmas miracle. Oh, no. Liz Mati, if you were a Christmas character, who would you be? Uh, I don't know. Maybe like Hermie from Rudolph because he's like. A dentist? You, <laughs> Liz Marie's well, not a dentist. Because, no, but because he's he's not what he's supposed to be. He's kind of weird. He's a little awkward. And, I love Herman. And he just has big dreams and a tiny body. And I don't have a tiny body, but I have big dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I have a body. I have a body. I, a body, so. I barely have a body. <laughs> I am both fully on board and fully confused by your answer. <laughs> I'm here for it. Charlotte, if you were a Christmas character, what character would you be? I'm going to be really basic, but I... Like it a lot, so I'm gonna be Buddy the Elf. <gasps> yeah, because Buddy the Elf loves so big. I love Buddy. It's true, and I've uh, seen you eat maple syrup on spaghetti. That's 100 percent right, <laughs> and you better not judge me. I okay, love that movie. Let me live my life. Is your microphone on now? Yeah, I just turned it back on. You're you're a good boy. Good good sport, buddy. What uh, w- if you were a Christmas character? What character would you be? I can't remember his full name, but the lumberjack in uh, the. Santa Claus is coming to town. Okay. Yeah, All right. I love him. Right on. I can see it. In fact, you guys that are listening on this, you can't actually see right now, but Steven is fully dressed like that lumberjack. Oh, yes. 100%. <laughs> Looks like he is about ready to bust out of a holiday special of Cornelius. Uh, of you gone Cornelius? Cornelius. Yeah, Cornelius. Cornelius, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, good job. Good job. Good answer. I can see it. All right, Ollie. Turn off again. Yes. Hans Gruber. Yeah, I was hoping <laughs> someone would go that route. Totally kidding. Totally kidding. Okay, all okay. Because right. so um, it's not a Christmas movie. <laughs> don't go by, don't go by any rooms. Um, the store owner from Home Alone 2. 
in when he was lost in <laughs> yes. New York. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yes. Yes. I love it. The Toy Story? Yes. yes oh, yes. Uh, it has been a long time since I've seen Home Alone 2, since I only accept Home Alone 1 as canon. Okay. What? Uh, what, what is, <laughs> unpack that story from, who said false? Was that you, Nick? Charlotte. What? No, Charlotte. Huh? That was not me. They're not the same person, Tony. Okay. <laughs> what, what's, what is his story? Like, what's the deal there? Um, Basically, he just owns a toy store. I think it's actually FAO Schwartz up in New York before it closed down. Okay. I think it's that. Um, and basically, he uh, he owns a store, and all the proceeds from certain days, uh, he's giving away to charity. And then, of course, the two bumbling idiots plan to, to rob the store. The Wet Bandits. The Wet Bandits the wet plan band. to rob the store and everything. But... Uh, I just, you know, I see myself as that guy yeah. trying to. Yeah, he's really try, sweet. Trying to be Is helpful. he the one that like gave him the two doves? Yes. Yeah, yeah, he's really yes. sweet. Mr. I love him. Duncan's toy chest. Good job. Duncan. Good job. Yes. All right, that's a good answer, <laughs> Nick. Uh, if you Duncan. were a Christmas character, what character would you be? <sighs> I'm not sure. I was thinking of uh, Bernard from the Santa Claus. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. I love that's good. Bernard. Good answer. Yeah. Good answer. That's a good answer. Um, all right. Uh, if I was a Christmas character, there's no question. I'm I'm Santa Claus. I'm sorry. Just goes, <laughs> but goes. Russian Santa Claus. Specifically the one from a year without Santa Claus because he's the cutest one. Okay. No, that one's good to I'll, mention. I'll be the cutest Santa. That's fine. <laughs> the line in the year without no, no, Santa No, no, no. You can't take it away. She said I'm the cutest Santa. But, no, but he literally not. says, I dreamed unhappy things. That sounds, <laughs> that's very much in character for me. <laughs> horrible nightmare. That's, that is perfect. That's well, let us know who you would be if you were a Christmas character. You can do that by... Uh, uh, by s- signing on to our uh, Nerd of God Squad page on Facebook and using hashtag if we were. And now we're going to do something a little bit special for Christmas time. It is a holiday edition of Best Thing Ever! And on the Best Thing Ever, we use a bracket system to determine what is the best thing ever. For instance, this season, we've been doing the uh, the best... Squads. squads ever, but since this is a Christmas episode, we are going to be moving away from the squads, and we are going to be doing a live, in-person ranking system oh, of man. the best Christmas movie ever. Now, this is highly in debate, so uh, I have reached out to some of our Nerd of God squad members who have submitted their favorite Christmas movies, and some of these may not qualify in your mind as Christmas movies, but they I are heard. on the list, so there's no reason, call, or opportunity for you to argue with them. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you two Christmas movies and I think there's about 60, <laughs> 64 selections that we're going to have to do to get through this. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, what? So, so Rapid we're, fire. So we're going to have to go quick here, okay? Like, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. Uh, so, so this this well, is like, this is what one? it is. So, so yeah, so you're going to, we'll, we'll do this real quick, see how this works. The first two are The Muppet Christmas Carol versus Four Christmases. Ooh, Muppet, Muppet Christmas Carol. Carol. Muppet Christmas Carol. Carol. All right, Muppet Christmas Carol goes on. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation or Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Rudolph. 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 And I love Christmas Vacation, but Rudolph. All right, Rudolph it is. The Polar Express or Ernest Saves Christmas? Polar Express. Polar Express. Okay, this is a split one. All right, hands up for Polar. That's one, two, three, four. Oh, Polar Express gets the win. Ernest Saves Christmas was filmed here in Orlando. No, doesn't doesn't make it a winner. All right, A Christmas Prince, which is a Hallmark movie, and Frosty the Snowman. Frosty the Snowman. Frosty moves on. Sorry. (laughs) Elf? Elf or Scrooge? Elf. Elf. Oh, I love Scrooge. Scrooge is so good. No. All right. Jingle All the Way or Die Hard? Jingle All the Way. Jingle All the Way. Die Hard's not a Christmas movie. Jingle All the Way. All right. Die Hard. You can't argue. I've never seen either of them. All right. So show me Jingle All the Way. Hands up. Just me and Lee Smiley. Die Hard. 
All right, Boom. Die Hard gets the edge. Charlie gets Sorry, you guys. If Die Hard wins, we're quitting the podcast forever. <laughs> <laughs> a year without a Santa Claus or Batman a Returns? A year without Batman Batman Santa, Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Batman Returns, it's the same as Die Hard. Batman Returns is just as much a Christmas book. All right, Mickey's Christmas Carol or The Santa Claus? The, the Santa, Santa Claus. Claus. <laughs> the sad single vote. I know. Sorry, Santa Claus moves on. Muppet Christmas Carol or Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas? Emmett Muppet Jug Christmas, Band Christmas Carol. Muppet. Muppet Christmas Any votes Carol. for Emmett Otter? Me, just because I've never heard of it, but it's a great name. Yeah, <laughs> Four Christmases or Emmett Otter's Jug Band, uh, Jug Band Christmas? I have no I have idea what Emmett, Otter. Otter. Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas is a like a Jim Henson puppet thing about these otters that live right. down in the... You know, I'm for puppets. Four Christmases. I'm for puppets. Four. Four. Right. Christmases. Four Christmases? I've Four. Christmases. And that's Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon. Right? I just yeah. started that movie today. With and Terry Bradshaw. I watched that movie with my wife and her grandmother, and it was, there were some inappropriate scenes in it that made me uncomfortably watching it with my wife's grandmother. Um, <laughs> all right, so who says Four Christmases? Is who, who says one? Emmett Otter? That's Emmett the Otter. Right. Terry Bradshaw. Two note that Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or Home Alone? Home Alone. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Home Alone. Rudolph. Home Alone. Home Alone. All right, show me Rudolph. All right, Home Alone moves on. Uh, oh, no, I backed. I did that wrong. Home Alone moves on. Excuse me. All right. Polar Express or Miracle on 34th Street? Polar Express. Polar Express. All right. Show me Miracle on 34th Street. Hands up. That is one, two, three. Oh, okay. So Polar Y'all Express gets suck. the edge. Yes. All right. Ernest Saves Christmas or Miracle on 34th Street? Miracle on 34th Street. Miracle on 34th goes on. Frosty the Snowman or A Christmas Story? A, a Christmas, Christmas Story. story. Yeah, all right. Um, Elf or Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special? <laughs> Elf. 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 Okay. Oh, I love that Scrooge one. Scrooge or the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special? Scrooge. Uh, Scrooge. Guardians. Guardians. Scrooge. Guardians. All right. Show me Guardians. Scrooge. Hands up. That's one, two. All right. Scrooge moves on. Uh, we are nowhere near getting done with this. So we're, I'm are gonna we play doing like loser forward. brackets too? Um, yes. We're doing okay. everything. Uh, Die Hard or Nightmare Before Christmas? Nightmare, Nightmare Before Christmas. Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh. Uh, Year Without a Santa Claus or Gremlins? Year Without a Santa Claus. Gremlins. Okay. Gremlins. Batman Returns or Gremlins? Gremlins. Gremlins. Okay. <laughs> Santa Claus or How the Grinch Stole Christmas? How the Grinch, Grinch Stole Christmas. Christmas. Wait, 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 wait. Jim Carrey. All okay. right. Home Alone or The Muppet Christmas Carol? Home Alone. Home Alone. Show me Home Alone. One, two, three, four. That's Home Alone. What? I oh, love, I love yeah. Home Alone. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or Muppet Christmas Carol? Rudolph. 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 All right. Rudolph gets it. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation or The Muppet Christmas Carol? Muppet, Muppet Christmas, Christmas Carol. Carol. You guys are wrong. Uh, actually, no, you might not be. Saying, how four, are you four Christmases or National Lampoon? Four. National, National Lampoon. Lampoon. All right, National Lampoon's moves on. A Christmas Story or Polar Express? Christmas Polar Story. Express. All right, who Cri- says Polar Express? All right, that's not enough. <laughs> <laughs> Frosty the Snowman or Polar Express? Frosty, Frosty the Snowman. snowman. Polar, Polar Express. Snowman. Right, Polar Express. Polar Express, hands up. One, two. Jackie, two. No, Jackie. I am not. Frosty I am Frosty. <laughs> Christmas Prince, the Hallmark movie or Polar Express? Polar, Polar Express. Christmas Prince. Polar You're fired. Miracle on 34th Seat. I saw your screen. Miracle on 34th Street or Christmas Prince? Christmas Miracle Prince. Miracle on 34th Street. <laughs> Miracle. Keep it just <laughs> <never seen> it. <laughs> I just want it to be Christmas Prince versus Die Hard they're Christmas like, Prince. They're like <laughs> That's my goal right now. And I love Die Hard, but it doesn't belong on this All list. Right, Steven, a Christmas Prince or Ernest Saves Christmas? Ernest Saves, Ernest Christmas. saves Christmas. Anything in Orlando. All right, Ernest Saves Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas or Elf? Elf. 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 Because oh, only elf. one of those is 100% Christmas. It, Easily elf. elf. Easily elf. What takes it? That's Scrooged. Elf. Scrooged or Nightmare Before Christmas? Nightmare, Nightmare Before Christmas. Christmas. Scrooged. Right. Nightmare Scrooged. Before Christmas. Die Hard or Scrooged? Scrooged. Die Hard. 
All right, show me the hands for Die Hard. One, two, three. Really? really? I yeah. want to do what he, when, not, I want to do what like Steven said. Jingle all the way or Scrooge? Jingle all the way. Jingle all the way. Jingle all the way. It's such a bad movie, but How the Grinch Stole Christmas. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Or a year without Santa Claus. A year without Santa Claus. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. All right, show me the hands for the Grinch. One Grinch wins. I'm sorry. Are we counting? Erroneous. We the, counting Sa- the Santa Claus or A Year Without Christmas? The the Santa Claus or A Year Without Santa Claus? A Year Without, without Santa, Santa Claus. Claus. Santa Claus. The Santa Claus. The Santa Show Claus. me hands for the Santa Claus. Tim Allen becomes Santa. <gasps> uh, the Santa Claus wins. Guys, the classic claymations are Christmas. Which I just had to look up A Year Without Santa Claus. Mickey's Christmas Carol or A Year Without Santa Claus? A Year Without Santa Claus. All right. I'm so confused by how this Mickey's Christmas Carol or Gremlins? All right. A Christmas Story or Home Alone? Christmas Home Alone. Ooh, we got to dance for that one. Who says Christmas Story? Me. One, two, three. World. Who says Home Alone? Home Alone is oh, And Nick, too. And Nick, too. That's, that's a tough one. I mean, I love Home Alone. Christmas Story or Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Rudolph. Christmas Story. Oh. Hands for Christmas Story. Just one, two, three. The same as before. Yeah. Rudolph moves on. Uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. Versus or Christmas Story. <laughs> Christmas, Christmas Story. I don't know what Christmas, Christmas Story is. Christmas, you'll never see Christmas Story. Oh, I've never seen that. Muppet Christmas it's Carol. It's on for 47 days in a row. <laughs> Muppet Christmas Carol. Right. I need to see hands for Christmas Story Christmas or a Muppet story. Christmas Carol. Christmas Story moves on. Gross. All right, we are more than halfway done. Frosty the Snowman or a Muppet Christmas Carol? Frosty, Frosty the Snowman. snowman. Who says Muppet Christmas Carol? Just me, Liz, Maddie, and Steven. That's not enough. I'm not voting here, by the way. Polar Express or the Muppet Christmas Carol? Polar Muppet Express. Christmas Muppet Christmas Carol. Polar, Polar Express. Express is hot trash, you guys. Muppet Christmas Carol. How can you say Muppet that Christmas to me? Right. song. Who says Muppet Christmas Carol? Okay, that's everybody except How dare you guys? How, did there, how are there more people that said uh, uh, <laughs> Polar Express <laughs> than only one person votes? Uh, I feel fear. like I, I might have swayed. It's fear. Polar Express or Christmas Vacation? Christmas Polar vacation. Express. All right, Polar show, Express. show me the hands for Christmas Vacation. Vacation. One, two, three. Dang. Okay. Wow. Polar Express moves on. Miracle on 34th Street or Christmas Vacation? Miracle, Christmas Miracle on 34th, 34th Street. Street. No for Christmas I vacation. said Christmas Vacation, but no I said Christmas, Christmas on 34th Street. All right. Christmas Miracle. Vacation. Instead of Ernest vacation. Saves Christmas or Christmas Vacation? Christmas Ernest Vacation. Christmas. Who says Christmas Vacation? I do. It's I feel like me, you guys, guys are all just making noise. It's Christmas <laughs> in <laughs> Christmas <laughs> in particular <laughs> too. <laughs> I'm listening to y'all different movies Some of these movies now. I don't Ernest know. Ernest Saves Christmas or Four Christmases? Ernest Saves Christmas. Four Christmases is about... Split families. Yeah, Vince Vaughn and Reese Spoon are together. Both Four of their Christmases. Both but of their parents are. Ernest saves Christmas. Ernest saves I've Christmas is about an old man it. dealing with little children. Well, okay. Um, you say whoa. it like that. I can relate. Uh, all right. So who says <laughs> Ernest saves Christmas? Show me your hands. All right. Four Christmases. It's me. Four Christmases moves on. Ernest saves Christmas or the Emmett Otter's Jug Band. Emmett saves Jug Band. All right. We get Ernest. A Christmas Prince or Emmett Otter's Jug Band? Emmett Otter. Christmas, 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 Christmas Prince. Prince. You guys are Christmas trying to tank Prince. the Christmas Prince. <laughs> All right. How the Grinch Stole Christmas or Elf? How the Grinch oh. Stole oh. Christmas. Oh. Elf. 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 All right. Show How me the hands for Elf. elf. One, two. Oh, oh, which, which Grinch is it? Which Grinch is it? it Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. All right, so we that's that Nick, we, are you voting? That's for Elf. So, so show me the hands for how the Grinch stole Christmas. Really, Nick? Oh, Nick, man. raise his okay. hand. Both, both. The Santa Claus or Elf? Uh, elf. For me, elf. the Santa Claus. I choose the Santa Claus. The Santa Claus. Show me Elf. Hands for Elf. Uh, the Santa Claus moves wow. on. You guys. A year so without lame. Santa Claus. No, or, they're gonna eliminate it. Or Elf. 
I'm sorry, Elise Maddie, Maddie, I love you. Nightmare Before Christmas or A Year Without Santa Claus? A Year Without Santa Claus. Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas is A Year Without Santa Claus. Mickey's Christmas Carol or Nightmare Before Christmas? Mickey's Christmas Carol. All right. Gremlins or Nightmare Before Christmas? Nightmare Before Christmas. Gremlins. Back there. Gremlins or Die Hard? Die Hard. Gremlins. Oh, this is like the same thing. Show me the hand of Gremlins. I'm not voting on that. I said Gremlins. Show me Die Hard. I'm not voting on this. Wow. Jingle all the way or Gremlins? <laughs> I don't know what Jingle all the way is. She broke her headphones. It's because she hates Die Hard. <laughs> She's so I've upset. Never seen her die headphones hard. are Hans Gruber. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Gremlins or Jingle all the way? Jingle, jingle all the way. All right. Gremlins. Gremlins or Scrooge? Scrooge. All right. Gremlins or Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special? Gremlins. Gremlins. Galaxy. Galaxy. Oh. Hands for Gremlins. All right, Not Guardians me. of the Galaxy moves on. Yes. How the Grinch Stole Christmas or Home Alone? Home Alone. Home Alone. Home Alone. Really? How the Grinch Stole Christmas or Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Rudolph, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Rudolph. Rudolph. All right, show me how the Grinch Stole Christmas hands. Really? Okay, that's oh. enough. Grinch gets the win. The Santa Claus or Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Santa. 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 Show me hands Santa. for Santa Claus. Santa. One, two, three, four. No, I love the claymation. Elf or Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Elf. Elf. Elf also has claymation in it, okay? And it's All right, show me hands for Elf. Oh, wait, no, wait, no, no. No, you put your hand up. Put my hand back down. A year without Santa Claus. Lise Mati, you alone vote. A year without Santa Claus or Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Her baby. Yeah. All right. Uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol or Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Rudolph, Rudolph. the Red-Nosed Reindeer. All right. Mickey's Christmas Carol or A Christmas Story? Christmas Story. Christmas Story. Okay. Mickey's Christmas Carol or Frosty the Snowman? Frosty the Snowman. Frosty Snowman. Frosty. Show me Mickey's. All right. Frosty gets the edge. And uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol or a Muppet Christmas Carol? Muppet, Muppet, Christmas, Muppet Carol. Christmas Carol. That's the right move. Mickey's Christmas Carol or Polar Express? Mickey's Polar Express. You guys are loud doesn't mean more. So how, show me hands for Polar Express. Bye. Yeah, that's like one person just <laughs> shouting. Bye. Bye. Live and die in Polar Express. Polar Express. Everybody, you guys heard. Everybody said Polar Express, right? <laughs> Polar we all agree now? Right. Okay, it sounds like everybody agrees. Polar everybody Express. Everybody agreed to Polar Express. Nightmare Before Christmas or Polar Express? Polar Nightmare. Polar Express. Christmas. Nightmare. Show me Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. One, two, only two. Oh, three. three. Okay, that's still Come on, let's get a fourth. Least money. Nightmare Before Christmas or Miracle on 34th Street? Miracle, Miracle on 34th Street. Nightmare Before Christmas. I'm so right. overstimulated. Nightmare Before Christmas or National <laughs> Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? National, National Lampoon's, Lampoon's Christmas, Christmas Vacation. vacation. Listen, I'm so done right bring now. up politics at your at your Christmas dinner table. It'll be just like this. Everybody yelling and disagreeing. Yeah, I'm Nightmare Before Christmas or Four Christmases? Four Nightmare Christmases. Show me Four Christmases. Nightmare Before Christmas is overrated. All right, that's Four Christmases. It's also half a Halloween movie. Nightmare exactly. Before Christmas or Ernest Saves Christmas? Ernest Saves Christmas. Ernest Saves Christmas. Ernest Saves Christmas. Christmas. Unless Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas is going against Die Hard, I'm going against How many Before more of these do we have? All right. 75. I did on purpose. I vetoed that vote because he's <gasps> just being. He, Steven said he was tanking it because he's just not voting it for that movie. Die Hard or Ernest Saves Christmas? Ernest, Ernest Saves Christmas. Die Hard. Ernest. Die Hard or Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas? Die Hard. Jug Band Christmas. I would have voted for that one because I love the name. Die Hard. All right. I never heard of it. Show me Die Hard. Emmett Otter's. Yeah. Well, oh, Emma Daughters just uh, comes yeah. in dark horse candidate here. Die Hard or A Christmas Prince? A Christmas, a Christmas, a Christmas Prince. Prince. It's my, the one I'm a waiting Christmas for. A Christmas Prince. Prince. Show me Die Hard. That's Bye. A Christmas Prince. <laughs> I, I want to see that. And we Let's have see. our ranking, what? you guys. Let's like that. Coming in, the last place, the worst Christmas movie on our list was Batman Returns. Okay, <laughs> yeah. that's fair. She didn't Gremlins. Make it far. 
Guardians of the Galaxy in 22, 21 was Scrooged, and 20 was Jingle All the Way. Die Hard comes in in 19th place. A Christmas Prince in 18th. Uh, 17th is Emmett Otters. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Emmett Otters beat a movie that nobody's ever seen. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just skip right now to the top five Christmas movies. All right? So here we go. In fifth place. A year without Santa Claus. Let's go. Let's go. Top top five. Let's go. In fourth place. I agree. In fourth place, Elf. Okay. Okay. Wow. Should have been higher, but I. But it's that's solid. But that's okay. In in third place, The Santa Claus. Okay. Okay. Uh, Three three movies. Yeah, those are solid. Right. Those Those are solid. Those are solid. Number two. Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. This is baloney. Yeah. I know it's okay. Leaving the number one Christmas movie Let's according hear it. to our best thing Let's ever. Hear it. A Christmas Prince. You guys did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we beat Christmas. It, it, as it turns out, it was uh, Home Alone. You guys chose Home Alone. Yeah, we did. That's because terrible. that's the most valid answer. That, that is the was worst. Almost good. And Stop. that makes Home Alone the best Christmas, Christmas movie ever. Wait, where did A Christmas Story rank on there? Uh, a Christmas Story, a solid movie. 18. came. <laughs> yeah, Christmas Story did come in uh, and uh, it placed at seven. seven okay. Hot take. I, mean, I don't right like that Right in between, right in between Rudolph favorite. the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Frosty the Snowman. A Christmas Story so, is the most so. realistic depiction of what the holidays feel like. Yeah, 1940. <laughs> I think for me, it's just because it plays literally all day on Christmas Day. I just can't stand it. Well, I don't like one channel. Not a fan. Okay, well, I'm sorry if you guys disagreed with that countdown. I love hearing your voices raised. It made me feel like there was some passion in life in this room uh, one more time it's been such a long time since anybody's cared about anything on the show that was just really refreshing <laughs> wait what was that one the one with the awesome name the Emmett Drug Band Christmas I'm looking that up when I go I'm gonna please watch do it. it's okay it's not great it's not great because it's it's very like niche and but it's so cute and charming and you will not be able to get the song there's a hole in, in the wash tub uh, out of your head for at least a fortnight. By the way, the whole list is invalid because the Babes in Toyland from the 1980s with Drew Barrymore and Keanu Reeves is that on there? Oh yeah, definitely because that's that. That to me is on everybody's top favorite Christmas list. Said no one ever. Here we go. We're gonna get into. Uh, we're gonna get into a, a special thing that I want to do tonight, and I'll, I'm gonna start us out with a little bit of a dramatic reading. Um, for the rest of the show, we're gonna do. Something styled after the old time radio shows back in the day. We're going to be doing some some reading for you guys. Uh, we'll have four segments that you can sit by the fireplace, put your kids up on your lap, and uh, and listen to some some fine Christmas dramatic uh, interpretations. We're going to be uh, sharing "Twas the Night Before Christmas." Uh, we'll be talking uh, the. Uh, um, the gift of the Magi, uh, and we will have the Christmas story from the Bible and a dramatic reading of Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol by your Nerd of God cast crew. So we hope that you guys enjoy uh, our presentation of a very Nerd of God cast Christmas. And we're going to be starting it with a reading of Twas the Night Before Christmas. You guys know this one, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So let me see if I can put my uh, some Twas the Night Before Christmas music on here because we want to make this as dramatic as possible. And uh, I will tell you this. I fed a bunch of information about our show <laughs> into ChatGPT. Yeah. God bless. I took descriptions of episodes, <laughs> character synopsises, and bios, put them all in ChatGPT, and asked it to write, "'Twas the night before Christmas for the Nerd of Godcast." So, uh, without oh. further ado, I would love to read to you guys, "'Twas the podcast before Christmas." I'm so oh, man. I'm going to be a villain, aren't I? <laughs> "'Twas the night before podcast, and all through the lair, the nerds were preparing for a show beyond compare. 
The headsets were hung with precision and care in hopes that Tony T soon would be there. The crew nestled in, all snug in their spots, with visions of game levels and superhero shots. Tony T is a host, they don't come any finer, a pastor so loud, quite the show's frontliner. Steven, the film buff with his taste often dire, yet they love to tease him, for he stokes the nerd fire. Neff with the news, a giant of a man, delivers the updates as only he can. Jackie, a Disney fan with a pet bunny deer, brought magic to the studio to kids far and near. Lismati, so glamorous, so fiery, so grand, from the Isle of Enchantment she rules the Nerdland. Alexandria, a wander with drama to adore, traveled the world and yearned for much more. Jamaican Ollie, soft-spoken but a force in the game, his love for shooters put others to shame. Liz, with a passion for games and Japan, and otaku at heart, part of the nerd clan. Charlotte the intern with a camera in hand, learning and growing in the nerd's wonderland. The studio hummed with a nerdy delight as the crew geared up for a podcasting night. They just tested mics and were about to go on, but first prayed for their sponsors from Patreon. When out on the lawn, there arose such a clatter, the crew sprang from their chairs to see what was the matter. Away to the window, they flew in a dash, tore open the blinds and threw up the sash. The moon showed down, but there wasn't any snow, because in Florida on Christmas, it's still 80 foe. <laughs> when what to their wandering eyes should appear, but a sleigh being piloted by St. Nick the Engineer. <laughs> With a bundle of Lego flung over his shoulder, he entered the room. He'd never been bolder. His eyes, how they twinkled. Such a joyful fellow as he greeted each nerd with his trademark, Hello. <laughs> on Julia, on Jessica, on EJ and Tori, on Scott Higa, Ryan Felton, and the others in the story. To the top of the charts, to the top of the show, let's podcast away with our nerdy gusto. Tony sprang to his mic, to his team, gave a shout, and they began podcasting, there was no doubt. He spoke nerdy words with passion and might, and the crew joined in, making podcasting bright. They bantered and laughed with every endeavor, and they knew that this would be the best Christmas ever. They jumped in the sleigh to their team, gave a whistle, and away they all launched like they cast magic missile. But I heard them exclaim as the sleigh disappeared, we ain't gotta go home, but, but we can't can stay here. And that was, <laughs> that was the so podcast cool. before yeah, Christmas. I loved it. I loved that so that, much. That was amazing. Thank you, ChatGPT. You the man. I do Shout have a bunny deer. Thank you. Man. And now they have all of our information. And now they know head. everything. I'd like ChatGPT to know I'm actually down 30 pounds. So. When the robot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that giant of a man. You are a giant of a man inside and out. You're like six foot three. Fair enough. You're the tallest one here. <laughs> um, and now this is one of my favorite stories, and I'm really, really excited to be able to share it with you guys um, for Christmas time. And um, I hope that you love it and enjoy it as much as I do. It's a little longer, so please sit back and relax. Um, Lismati is going to be sharing with us O. Henry's The Gift of the Magi. $1.87. That was all. She had put it aside one cent and then another and then another in her careful buying of meat and other food. Della counted it three times. One dollar and eighty-seven cents. And the next day it would be Christmas. There was nothing to do but fall on the bed and cry. So Della did it. 
While the lady of the home is slowly growing quieter, we can look at the home. Furnished rooms at a cost of $8 a week? There is little more to say about it. In the hall below was a leather box too small to hold a leather. There was an electric bell, but it could not make a sound. Also, there was a name beside the door, Mr. James Dillingham Young. When the name was placed there, Mr. James Dillingham Young was being paid $30 a week. Now, when he was being paid only $20 a week, the name seemed too long and important. It should perhaps have been Mr. James D. Young, but when Mr. James Dillingham Young entered the furnished rooms, his name became very short indeed. Mrs. James Dillingham Young put her arms warmly about him and called him Jim. You've already met her. She is Della. Della finished her crying and cleaned the marks of it from her face. She stood by the window and looked out with no interest. Tomorrow would be Christmas Day, and she had only a dollar and eighty-seven cents with which to buy Jim a gift. She had put aside as much as she could for months with this result. Twenty dollars a week is not much. Everything had cost more than she had expected. It always happened like that. Only a dollar eighty-seven to buy a gift for Jim. Her Jim. She had had many happy hours planning something nice for him. Something nearly good enough. Something almost worth the honor of belonging to Jim. There was a looking glass between the windows of the room. Perhaps you've seen the kind of looking glass that is placed in an $8 furnished room. It was very narrow. A person could see only a little of himself at a time. However, if he was very thin and moved very quickly, he might be able to get a good view of himself. Della, being quite thin, had mastered this art. Suddenly, she turned from the window and stood before the glass. Her eyes were shining brightly, but her face had lost its color. Quickly, she pulled down her hair and let it fall to its complete length. The James Dillingham Youngs were very proud of two things which they owned. One thing was Jim's gold watch. It had once belonged to his father, and long ago, it had belonged to his father's father. The other thing was Della's hair. If a queen had lived in the rooms near theirs, Della would have washed and dried her hair where the queen could see it. Della knew her hair was more beautiful than any queen's jewels and gifts. If a king had lived in the same house with all his riches, Jim would have looked at his watch every time they met. Jim knew that no king had anything so valuable. So now Della's beautiful hair fell about her, shining like a falling stream of brown water. It reached below her knee, it almost made itself into a dress for her. And then she put it up on her head again, nervously and quickly, when she stopped for a moment and stood still while a tear or two ran down her face. She put on her old brown coat. She put on her old brown hat. With the bright light still in her eyes, she moved quickly out the door and down the street. Where she stopped, the sign said, Mrs. Sofrony, hair articles of all kinds. Up to the second floor, Della ran and stopped to get her breath. Mrs. Sofrony, large, too white, cold-eyed, looked at her. "'Will you buy my hair?' asked Stella. "'I buy hair,' Mrs. Sofrony said. "'Take your hat off and let me look at it.' Down fell the brown waterfall. Twenty dollars,' said Mrs. Sofrony, lifting the hair to feel its weight. "'Give it to me quick,' said Della. "'Oh, and the next two hours seemed to fly.' She was going from one shop to another to find a gift for Jim, and she found it at last. It surely had been made for Jim and no one else. 
There was no other like it in any of the shops, and she had looked in every shop in the city. It was a gold watch chain, very simply made. Its value was in its rich and pure metal. Because it was so plain and simple, you knew that it was very valuable. All good things are like this. It was good enough for the watch. As soon as she saw it, she knew that Jin must have it. It was like him. Quietness and value. Jim and the chain both had quietness and value. She paid $21 for it, and she hurried home with the chain and 87 cents. With that chain on his watch, Jim could look at his watch and learn the time anywhere he might be. Though the watch was so fine, it had never had a fine chain. He sometimes took it out and looked at it only when no one could see him do it. When Della arrived home, her mind quieted a little. She began to think more reasonably. She started to try to cover the sad marks of what she had done. Love and large-hearted giving, when added together, can leave deep marks. It is never easy to cover these marks, dear friends. Never easy. Within 40 minutes, her head looked a little better. With her short hair, she looked wonderfully like a schoolboy. She stood at the looking glass for a long time. If Jim doesn't kill me, she said to herself, before he looks at me a second time, he'll say I look like a girl who sings and dances for money. But what could I do? Oh, what could I do with a dollar and 87 cents? At seven, Jim's dinner was ready for him. Jim was never late. Della held the watch chain in her hand and sat near the door where he always entered. Then she heard his steps in the hall and her face lost color for a moment. She often said little prayers quietly about simple everyday things. And now she said, please God, make him think I'm still pretty. The door opened and Jim stepped in. He looked very thin and he was not smiling. Poor fellow. He was only 22 and with a family to take care of. He needed a new coat and he had nothing to cover his cold hands. Jim stopped inside the door. He was as quiet as a hunting dog when it is near a bird. His eyes looked strangely at Della and there was an expression in them that she could not understand. It filled her with fear. It was not anger, nor surprise, nor anything she had been ready for. He simply looked at her with that strange expression on his face. Della went to him. Jim, dear, don't look at me like that. I had my hair cut off and sold it. I couldn't live through Christmas without giving you a gift. My hair will grow again. You won't care, will you? My hair grows very fast. It's Christmas, Jim. Let's be happy. You don't know what a nice, what a beautifully nice gift I got for you. You've cut off your hair? Asked Jim slowly. He seemed to labor to understand what had happened. He seemed not to feel sure he knew. Cut it off and sold it, said Della. Don't you like me now? I'm me, Jim. I'm, I'm the same without my hair. Jim looked around the room. You say your hair is gone? You don't have to look for it, said Della. It's sold, I tell you. Sold and gone, too. It's the night before Christmas, boy. Be good to me, because I sold it for you. Maybe the hairs of my head could be counted, but no one could ever count my love for you. Shall we eat dinner, Jim? Jim put his arms around Della. For ten seconds, let us look in another direction. Eight dollars a week or a million dollars a year. How different are they? Someone may give you an answer, but it will be wrong. The Magi brought valuable gifts, 
but that was not among them. My meaning will be explained soon. From inside the coat, Jim took something tied in a paper. He threw it upon the table. I want you to understand me, Dell, he said. Nothing like a haircut could make me love you any less. But if you'll open that, you may know what I felt when I came in. White fingers pulled off the paper, and then a cry of joy, and then a change to tears. For there lay the combs, the combs that Della had seen in a shop window and loved for a long time. Beautiful combs, with jewels perfect for her beautiful hair. She had known they cost too much for her to buy them. She had looked at them without the least hope of owning them. And now they were hers, but her hair was gone. But she held them to her heart, and at last was able to look up and say, My hair grows so fast, Jim. And then she jumped up and cried, Oh, oh! Jim had not yet seen his beautiful gift. She held it out to him in her open hand. The gold seemed to shine softly as if with her own warm and loving spirit. Isn't it perfect, Jim? I hunted all over town to find it. You'll have to look at your watch a hundred times a day now. Give me your watch. I want to see how they look together. Jim sat down and smiled. Della, let's put our Christmas gifts away and keep them a while. They're too nice to use now. I sold the watch to get the money to buy the combs. And now I think we should have our dinner. The Magi, as you know, were wise men, wonderfully wise men, who brought gifts to the newborn Christ child. They were the first to give Christmas gifts. Being wise, their gifts were doubtless wise ones. And here I have told you the story of two children who were not wise. Each sold the most valuable thing he owned in order to buy a gift for the other. But let me speak the last word to the wise of these days. Of all who give gifts, these two were the most wise. Of all who give and receive gifts, such as they are the most wise. Everywhere they are the wise ones, they are the magi. And now we'll be reading a rendition of Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Abridged for podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Once upon a time, upon a Christmas Eve, old Scrooge sat busy in his counting house. A Merry Christmas, Uncle! It was the voice of Scrooge's nephew. Bah! Humbug! Christmas a humbug, Uncle? You don't mean that, I am sure. I do. Out upon Merry Christmas, if I had my will, every idiot who goes about with Merry Christmas on his lips should be boiled with his own pudding. He should. Uncle. Nephew, keep Christmas in your own way. Let me keep it in mine. Keep it, but you don't keep it. Let, let me leave it alone then. Much good may it do you. Much good has it ever done you. I have always thought of Christmas time as a good time, a kind, forgiving, cheerable, pleasant time. And therefore, Uncle, though it has never put a scrap of gold or silver in my pocket, I believe that it has done me good and will do me good. And I say, God bless it. Good afternoon. I will keep my Christmas humor to the last. So a Merry Christmas, Uncle. Good afternoon. And a Happy New Year. Good afternoon. His nephew left the room without an angry word. But the clerk, in letting Scrooge's nephew out, had let two other people in. 
At this festive season of the year, Mr. Scrooge, we should make some slight provision for the poor and the destitute, who suffer greatly at the present time. A few of us are endeavoring to raise a fund to buy the poor some meat and drink and means of warmth. What shall we put down for you? Nothing. You wish to be anonymous? I wish to be left alone. Since you asked me what I wished, gentlemen, that is my answer. I don't make merry myself at Christmas, and I can't afford to make idle people merry. I help to support the prisons and the workhouses. They cost enough, and those who are badly off must go there. Many can't go there, and many would rather die. If they would rather die, they'd better do it. The hour of shutting up the counting house arrived. Scrooge took his melancholy dinner in his usual melancholy tavern and went home to bed. Now it is a fact that there was nothing at all particular about the knocker on the door of his house, except that it was very large. And yet Scrooge, having his key in the lock of the door, saw the knocker, not a knocker, but Marley's face. Marley's face, with a dismal light about it, like a bad lobster in a dark cellar. As Scrooge looked at this, it was a knocker again. He said, Pooh, pooh, and closed the door with a bang. The sound resounded through the house like thunder. Every room above and every cask in the wine merchant cellars below appeared to have a separate peal of echoes of its own. Scrooge was not a man to be frightened by echoes. He fastened the door and walked across the hall and up the stairs. Up Scrooge went, not carrying a button for its being very dark. Darkness is cheap and Scrooge liked it. Quite satisfied, he closed his door and locked himself in. Double locked himself in, which was not his custom. Thus secured against surprise, he put on his dressing gown and slippers and his nightcap and sat down before the very low fire to take his gruel. As he threw his head back in the chair, his glance happened upon a bell, a disused bell that hung in the room. It was with great astonishment and with a strange dread that, as he looked, he saw this bell begin to swing. Soon it rang out loudly, and so did every bell in the house. This was succeeded by a clanking noise deep down below, as if some person were dragging a heavy chain over the casks in the wine merchant's cellar. Then he heard the noise much louder on the floors below, then coming up the stairs, then coming straight towards his door. It came on through the heavy door, and a specter passed into the room before his eyes. What do you want with me? Much. Who are you? Ask me who I was. Who were you? Then, in life, I was your partner, Jacob Marley. The ghost sat down on the opposite side of the fireplace as if he were quite used to it. You don't believe me? I don't. Why do you doubt your senses? Because a little thing affects them. You may be an undigested bit of beef or a blot of mustard, a crumb of cheese, a fragment of an underdone potato. There's more of gravy than grave about you, whatever you are. The spirit raised a frightful cry. Mercy, dreadful apparition, why do you trouble me? Why do you spirits walk the earth and why do they come to me? It is required of every man that the spirit within him should walk among his fellow men and travel far and wide. And if that spirit goes not forth in life, 
It is condemned to do so after death. I cannot rest. I cannot stay. I cannot linger anywhere. My spirit never walked beyond our counting house. Mark me! In life my spirit never roved beyond our money-changing hole, and weary journeys lie before me! Scrooge was very much dismayed to hear the spectre going on at this rate, and began to quake exceedingly. I am here tonight to warn you that you have yet a chance and hope of escaping my fate. You will be haunted by three spirits. Expect the first tomorrow night when the bell tolls one. Expect the second one on the next night at the same hour. The third upon the next night when the last stroke of twelve has ceased to vibrate. Scrooge tried to say humbug, but stopped at the first syllable. And being, from the emotion he had undergone, or the fatigues of the day, or his glimpse of the invisible world, or the conversation of the ghost, or the lateness of the hour, he went straight to bed without undressing and fell asleep on the instant. When Scrooge awoke, the church clock told a deep, dull, hollow, melancholy one. Light flashed up in the room upon the instant, and the curtains of his bed were drawn aside by a strange figure, like a child. Are you the spirit whose coming was foretold to me? I am. Who? And what are you? I am the ghost of Christmas past. As the words were spoken, they passed through the wall and stood in the busy thoroughfares of a city. It was made plain enough by the dressing of the shops that here, too, it was Christmas time. The ghost stopped at a certain warehouse door and asked Scrooge if he knew it. Know it? I apprenticed here. They went in. At sight of an old gentleman in a Welsh wig, sitting behind such a high desk that, if he had been two inches taller, he must have knocked his head against the ceiling, Scrooge cried in great excitement. Why, why, it's old Fezziwig! Bless his heart, it's Fezziwig alive again! Yo-ho there, Ebenezer! A living and moving picture of Scrooge's former self, a young man, came briskly in, accompanied by his fellow apprentice. Yo-ho, my boys! No more work tonight! Christmas Eve! Let's have the shutters up before a man can say Jack Robinson! Clear away, my lads, and let's have lots room here! Clear away? There was nothing they wouldn't have cleared away or couldn't have cleared away, with old Fezziwig looking on. It was done in a minute. The warehouse was as snug and warm and dry and bright a ballroom as you would desire to see upon a winter's night. In came a fiddler with a music book, and went up to the lofty desk and made an orchestra of it, and tuned like fifty stomach aches. In came Mrs. Fezziwig, one vast smile. In came the three Miss Fezziwigs, beaming and lovable. In they all came, one after another, some shyly, some boldly, some gracefully, some awkwardly, some pushing, some pulling. In they all came, anyhow and everyhow. Away they all went, twenty couple at once, hands half round and back again the other way, down the middle and up again, round and round, old top couple always turning up in the wrong place. When the clock struck eleven, this ball broke up. Mr. and Mrs. Fezziwig, shaking hands with every person as he or she went out, wished him or her a Merry Christmas. A small matter to make these silly folks so full of gratitude. He has spent but a few pounds of your money, three or four perhaps. Is that so much that he deserves this praise? 
It isn't that spirit. He had the power to render us happy or unhappy, to make our service a pleasure or a toil. Say that his power lies in words and looks and things impossible to add up and count of what then? The happiness he gives is quite as great as if it cost a fortune. Spirit, remove me from this place. Haunt me no longer. As he struggled with the spirit, he was conscious of being exhausted and overcome by an irresistible drowsiness. And further, of being in his own bedroom, he had barely time to reel to bed before he sank into a heavy sleep. Scrooge awoke in his bedroom. The walls and ceiling were so hung with living green that it looked a perfect grove. The leaves of holly, mistletoe, and ivy reflected back the light, and such a mighty blaze went roaring up the chimney. Heaped upon the floor to form a kind of throne were turkeys, geese, great joints of meat, pigs, long wreaths of sausage, mince pies, plum puddings, barrels of oysters, red-hot chestnuts, cherry-cheeked apples, juicy oranges, luscious pears, great bowls of punch, and immense twelfth cakes. Upon this couch sat there a giant glorious to see, who bore a glowing torch. Come in, come in, and know me better, man. I am the ghost of Christmas present. Look upon me. You have never seen the like of me before. Touch my robe. Scrooge did as he was told and held it fast. The room and its contents all vanished instantly, and they stood in the city streets upon a snowy Christmas morning. Scrooge and the ghost passed on, invisible, straight to Scrooge's clerks. And on the threshold of the door, the spirit smiled and stopped to bless Bob Cratchit's dwelling with the sprinklings of his torch. Then rose up Mrs. Cratchit. What has ever got your precious father then? In came Bob, the father, his threadbare clothes darned up and brushed to look seasonable, and Tiny Tim upon his shoulder. Alas, for Tiny Tim, he bore a little crutch and had his limbs supported by an iron frame. And how did little Tim behave? As good as gold and better. Somehow he gets thoughtful sitting by himself so much and thinks the strangest things you've ever heard. He told me coming home that he hoped the people saw him in the church because he was a cripple, and it might be pleasant to them to remember upon Christmas Day who made lame beggars walk and blind men see. Master Peter and the two young Cratchits went to fetch the goose, with which they soon returned in high procession. Mrs. Cratchit made the gravy, ready beforehand in a little saucepan, hissing hot. Master Peter mashed the potatoes with incredible vigor. Miss Belinda sweetened up the applesauce. Martha dusted the hot plates. Bob took Tiny Tim beside him in a tiny corner at the table. The two young Cratchits set the chairs for everybody, not forgetting themselves, and crammed spoons into their mouths lest they should shriek for a goose before their turn came to be helped. At last the dishes were set on, and grace was said. It was succeeded by a breathless pause. As Mrs. Cratchit, looking slowly all along the carving knife, prepared to plunge it into the breast. But when she did, and when the long-expected gush of stuffing issued forth, one murmur of delight arose all around the board. And even Tiny Tim, excited by the two young Cratchits, beat on the table with the handle of his knife and feebly cried, Hurrah! But now, the plates being changed by Mrs. Belinda, 
Mrs. Cratchit left the room alone to take the pudding up and bring it in. Mrs. Cratchit entered, smiling proudly with the pudding, like a speckled cannonball, so hard and firm, blazing in half of half of a quartern of ignited brandy, and bedight with Christmas holly stuck into the top. Oh, a wonderful pudding. At last, the dinner was all done. The cloth was cleared, the hearth swept, and the fire made up. Then all the Cratchit family drew round the hearth, while the chestnuts on the fire sputtered and crackled noisily. They were happy, grateful, pleased with one another, and contented with the time. And when they faded and looked happier yet in the bright sprinklings of the spirit's torch at parting, Scrooge had his eye upon them, and especially on Tiny Tim, until the last. But the whole scene passed off, and he and the spirit were again upon their travels. Much they saw, and far they went, and many homes they visited, but always with a happy end. Suddenly, as they stood together in an open place, the bell struck twelve. Scrooge looked about him for the ghost, and saw it no more. As the last stroke ceased to vibrate, he remembered the prediction of old Jacob Marley, and, lifting up his eyes, beheld a solemn phantom, draped and hooded, coming like a mist along the ground towards him. Ghost of the future, I fear you more than any other specter I've seen. Will you not speak to me? It gave him no reply. The hand was pointed straight before them. Lead on. Lead on. The night is waning fast, and it's precious time to me. I know. Lead on, spirit. They scarcely seemed to enter the city, for the city rather seemed to spring up about them. But there they were in the heart of it amongst the merchants. The spirit stopped beside one little knot of businessmen. Observing that the hand was pointed to them, Scrooge advanced to listen to their talk. I don't know much about it either way. I only know that he's dead. When did he die? Last night, I believe. What has he done with his money? I haven't heard. Company, perhaps. He hasn't left it to me. That's all I know. The scene had changed, and now he almost touched a bare, uncurtained bed. A pale light rising in the outer air fell straight upon this bed, and on it, unwatched, unwept, uncared for, was the body of this unknown man. Spirit, let me see some tenderness connected with the death, with this dark chamber. Spirit will be forever present to me. The ghost conducted him to poor Bob Cratchit's house, the dwelling he had visited before, and found the mother and the children seated round the fire. Quiet, very quiet. The noisy little Cratchits were as still as statues in one corner, and sat looking up at Peter, who had a book before him. The mother and her daughters were engaged in needlework, but surely they were very quiet. The mother laid her work upon the table and put her hand up to her face. The color hurts my eyes. They're better now again. It makes them weak by candlelight, and I wouldn't show weak eyes to your father when he comes home for the world. It must be near his time. Past it, rather. But I think he has walked a little slower than he used these few last evenings, Mother. I have known him walk with Tiny Tim upon his shoulder, very fast indeed. But he was very light to carry, and his father loved him so that it was no trouble, no trouble. And there is your father at the door. She hurried out to meet him, and Bob came in. His tea was ready for him, and they all tried who should keep him to it most. Then the two young Cratchits got upon his knees and laid each child a little cheek against his face, as if they said, Don't mind it, father. Don't be grieved. 
Bob was very cheerful with them and spoke pleasantly to all the family. He looked at the work upon the table and praised Mrs. Cratchit and the girls. You went today then, Robert? Yes, my dear. I wish you could have gone. It would have done you good to see how green a place it is. But you'll see it often. I promised him that I would walk there on a Sunday. My little, little child. My little child. Spectre, something informs me that our parting moment is at hand. I know it. But I know not how. Tell me what man that was, with the covered face whom we saw lying dead. The ghost of Christmas yet to come conveyed him to a dismal, wretched, ruinous churchyard. The spirit stood amongst the graves and pointed down to one. Scrooge crept towards it, trembling as he went, and following the finger, read upon the stone the neglected grave of his own name, Ebenezer Scrooge. By that man who was lay upon the bed? No, spirit! No, no, no! Spirit, hear me! I'm not the man I was! I will not be the man I must have been! Why show me this if I'm past all hope? Assure me that I yet may change these shadows you've shown me by an altered life. I will honor Christmas in my heart. I will try to keep it all the year. Oh, tell me how my eyes sponge away the writing on this stone. Holding up his hands in one last prayer to have his fate reversed, he saw an alteration in the phantom's hood and dress. It shrunk, collapsed, and dwindled down into a bedpost. Yes, and the bedpost was his own. The bed was his own, the room was his own. Best and happiest of all, the time before him was his own to make amends in. He was checked in his transports by the churches, ringing out the lustiest peals he had ever heard. Running to the window, he opened it and put out his head. No fog, no mist, no night. Clear, bright, stirring, golden day. What? What's today? cried Scrooge, calling downward to a boy in his Sunday clothes. Eh? What's today, my fine fellow? Today? Why, Christmas Day! It's Christmas Day! I haven't missed it! Hello, my fine fellow! Hello! Do, do you know the poulterers in the next street but one, at the corner? I should hope I did. An intelligent boy! A remarkable boy! Do you know whether they've sold the prize turkey that was hanging up there? Not, not the little prize turkey, the big one! What? The one as big as me? A delightful boy. A pleasure to talk to him. Yes, my buck. It's hanging there now. Is it? Go. I'm in earnest. Go and buy it and tell him to bring it here. Come back with the man and I'll give you a shilling. Come back with him in less than five minutes. I'll give you half a crown. The boy was off like a shot. I'll send it to Bob Cratchit's. He shan't know who sends it. It's twice the size of Tiny Tim. Scrooge dressed himself in all his best and at last got out into the streets. The people were by this time pouring forth. As he had seen them with the ghost of Christmas present, and walking with his hand behind him, Scrooge regarded every one with a delightful smile. He looked so irresistibly pleasant, in a word, that three or four good-humored fellows said, Good morning, sir. Merry Christmas to you. He was early at the office next morning. If he could only be there first and catch Bob Cratchit coming late. The clock struck nine. No Bob. A quarter past. No Bob. Bob was a full 18 minutes and a half behind his time. Bob's hat was off before he opened the door. He was on his stool in a jiffy, driving away with his pen, as if he were trying to overtake nine o'clock. 
Hello. <clears throat> what do you mean by coming here this time of day? I am very sorry, sir. I am behind my time. You are? Yes, I think you are. Step this way, if you please. Now, I will tell you what, my friend. I'm not going to stand for this sort of thing any longer. And therefore, I'm about to raise your salary. Bob trembled. A Merry Christmas, Bob. A merrier Christmas, Bob, my good fellow, than I've given for many a year. I'll raise your salary and endeavor to assist your struggling family. Scrooge was better than his word. He did it all, and infinitely more. And to Tiny Tim, who did not die, he was a second father. He became as good a friend, as good a master, and as good a man as the good old city knew. Or any other good old city, town, or borough in the good old world. Some people laughed to see the alteration in him. But his own heart laughed, and that was quite enough for him. And it was always said of him that he knew how to keep Christmas well. May that be truly said of us, and all of us. And so, as Tiny Tim observed, God bless us, everyone! And now, celebrating not only the birth of our Savior, but also her birthday, we're excited to welcome back from the Garden State, reading the Christmas story, the lovely Tory Line. And there were, in the same country, shepherds abiding in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, good will toward men. Well, we hope that you guys have enjoyed our dramatic readings, our fireside Christmas uh, chat here with our podcast, and we're so thankful that you uh, have been with us and shared this time. What a great year we've had. We're looking forward to an amazing year next year, and uh, we could not have done it without you as faithful listeners, our Nerd of God squad, our Patreon sponsors. Thank you guys so much for this journey that you've been with us on, and uh, we hope that you are on Santa's nice list, that you are on the list of all good blessings and uh, and favor and that you find nothing but the best toys under your tree this holiday season. So, uh, Nerdy Godcast, thank you guys so much for everything. Merry Christmas to all of you guys. Merry, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yes. Happy holidays. It's Merry Christmas in Tagalog. Oh, do you speak Tagalog? I say that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for everything that you do and uh, we love you very much. What do you want to find underneath your Christmas tree, uh, Stephen? Um, like legitimately. I would love a PlayStation 5, but I don't think that's in the cards this year. Ollie? A new computer. Neff? An arcade machine. Just any arcade machine? Well, a Legends Ultimate. Okay, okay. see? You gotta get specific, Add right? Games, Otherwise, Ultimate. Santa Claus is gonna come at you with, like, the arcade one-up Pong. And then, <laughs> and then you're yeah. stuck. Uh, Liz, what do you want to find under your tree? New Nike Dunks. Okay. Yeah, Jackie? My rabbit. 
You're just Aww. you're just your. You can put him there. You can put her there. You already, you already have your rabbit, right? You yeah. might as well. All right, and she just a gift. Take a picture of the her under the jelly tree. of the month club for <laughs> Jackie. She wants a bucket of cash for the wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that actually would be great. I, I changed my answer. A bucket, <laughs> Liz Mati. A seven-day Eastern Caribbean cruise. There you go. I don't know if that'll fit under a tree. Charlotte the intern. A bed next to Lise Mati on the (laughs) (laughs) seven-day Caribbean cruise. Not not to finally meet Tory Line. No. And uh, and Nick, what do you want under your tree, buddy? I have no idea. All right. I haven't really thought about it. Nick is voting. That's what happens when you're the daddy, right? It's like all I got to do is get everybody else stuff. Nick can also 3D print whatever he wants. That's right. Nick Nick is going to 3D print peace on earth and goodwill towards (laughs) men. (laughs) And we love you from all of us here at the Nerd of God cast. Have a great Christmas, a happy Boxing Day to our Canadian friends. Yeah. Eh? And <laughs> is that what you're looking for? No, I, was I wasn't. I thought you were going to go, it's a shopping day. Oh, it <laughs> is a shopping day. That's what you always say about Boxing Day. It is. And, uh, and we have don't hit people? It's the Canadian Black Friday. It is the Canadian Black Friday. So maybe we hit people. We, we do. We hit no, Canadians Black are nice. Like, oh, no, you, please, no stampeding. Go in first, sir. Unless you're in Calgary, then you're allowed to stampede. Until next time, <laughs> we ain't got to go home. But, but we can't stay, stay here. here. Merry Christmas. Where's this going? See the ba 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 ba. I wanna wish you a merry Christmas. I wanna wish you a merry Christmas. I wanna wish you a merry Christmas from the bottom of my heart. Por favor, manténganse las manos de las puertas.